Welcome to the Educate, Empower, and Evolve podcast. My name is Haley Vera, and I'm a lifestyle coach with my roots in holistic nutrition, personal training, and yoga. I'm admittedly a total nerd with a huge passion for gut health and optimizing human performance naturally. If you feel like you're drowning in the information available to you online, come hang out with me on the E3 podcast every single week and learn simple, effective strategies to help you balance your hormones, increase your energy, heal your guts, and optimize your mindset. I promise to provide you with science-backed knowledge and new perspectives so that you can make empowered decisions for both your health and happiness and evolve into the best version of yourself possible. Thank you for tuning in and lending me your ears. Now let's get into today's episode. All right, my friends, welcome back to the E3 podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about setting boundaries. And I actually just recently talked about this with my clients, and I was just talking to Facebook before I started this podcast episode as well, and was talking about how every single week in our private community and uh, with my clients, we do mindset trainings. And we're really working on mastering our mindset to be successful no matter what it is, whether it's our career, our relationship, on our fitness journey. And so these mindset trainings are intended to help us see new perspectives. And the quote that I used just a second ago was, I forget who said it, but it's when we change the way that we look at things, the things that we look at change. And so that is my intention with these mindset-based podcast episodes is to help you guys you know, see things through a different light and to give you the opportunity to grow and adapt and build on your skills as a human being. And some of those skills that are really valuable to us are things like self-awareness and communication. And that's really what are, you know, what are in the foundations of setting boundaries is that we need to have good self-awareness and we also need to be able to communicate clearly what we need. So I actually think that boundaries are something that we should teach in school. I know that sounds kind of funny, but We learn all things like algebra and I don't know, social studies, whatever we do. We learn about like Shakespeare, but Shakespeare isn't really, you know, helping us once we get into our late teens and early 20s. And we need to start learning how to communicate with people and build and develop long term relationships. So boundaries are really important. And maybe you're in your 40s or your 50s and you're only now learning about boundaries. That's okay, you know? That saying that you can't teach an old dog new tricks with human beings is total bullshit because our brains have something super cool that's called neuroplasticity. Now, our neuroplasticity obviously declines as we age, which means that it makes it harder for us to learn new things, but that doesn't mean that we can't. And there are some things that we can do to help with brain health that will actually help us to have better neuroplasticity. Obviously, exercising your brain often is one of those things, but also having a healthy diet high in you know, beneficial fats. Our brain is primarily made up of of fats. And uh, there are some herbs out there as well that can really help. I know that lion's mane is really, really good for preventing things like Alzheimer's and dementia. And actually one of the only things that we know of that's well studied to actually reverse the progression of things like Alzheimer's. So anyways, that's a total rabbit hole that I was about to go down there. I'll stop and we'll come back to boundaries. So we aren't actually taught to set boundaries. And it wasn't until I would say probably pretty recently, that I started to think more about it and try to understand, you know, what boundaries really mean. Now, I think that a lot of people mistake boundaries for like having a rule book or like a handbook for other people that we can like open up and read and be like, read out loud and be like, these are my rules and you have to listen to them. 
That's a really big mistake because you can't control what other people say or do. And if you try to have a handbook of rules for your friends and family and for your boss and social circle and for the world, nobody is going to be following those rules. And it will only end up with you feeling resentment, frustration, and anger and feeling like everyone is out to get you. You cannot control what other people say or do. You can make suggestions. You can lead by example. You can be the first person to open that door to have the conversation. You can lead with kindness. You can offer your opinion, but you cannot control what other people say. And you can't even ask them to respect you. You can't because you cannot tell someone to do something. But what you can say is like, this is what I would like. And if you don't respect that, then these are the consequences. And I also think that when we start looking at that statement of like, this is what I need. And if I don't get that, then this is the consequence. It is not manipulation. And it is also, I think that the first one I want to pause on here for is, is actually manipulation. We're not manipulating people by telling them what we need. We are simply being true to ourselves. And one of the quotes that I'm also going to use later in this, in this podcast is a quote from Brooke Castillo and her podcast on boundaries that she does. And she says, don't ever be afraid of people being wrong about you. And I love that. Don't ever be afraid of people being wrong about you. Because if you are truly a kind and driven and inspirational and generous per human being, and you say no to someone or you ask someone to be respectful of your needs or wants and they aren't or they don't like that, that isn't your problem. And you, and if they take personal offense to your needs, that's a them issue. That's not a you issue. So I love that quote from Brooke Castillo. Don't ever be afraid of people being wrong about you. As long as you know who you are, then that's all that matters. And if you're acting from a place of kindness with good intentions, then however that person is triggered or however they interpret it, that is for them to sit with, not you. Okay, so I think that's the first one is that it's it's not that we're trying to manipulate people or control them. And we're also not necessarily telling them what to do or how to behave. Really important. Boundaries are not a way to manipulate the people around you. They're simply to protect your peace and your energy, okay? So really, really important that we kind of get that across because I think that many people mistake this with like having a rule book for other people and also that other people need to listen to us. Like when I say do this, you have to do that. It's like when I say jump, you say how high. That's not how life works. It just isn't. You can make suggestions. But before we start talking about relationships with other people, like your mom or your boss or your partner or your kids, Let's talk about you. Because if you suck at setting boundaries with yourself, you are definitely going to suck at setting them with other people. If you constantly feel disappointed with yourself, you will always feel disappointed with how other people behave. If you constantly feel frustrated with your own progress at work, in your career, on your fitness journey, with your fat loss, you will always feel frustrated with other people, right? Are you seeing what I'm getting with here? It's like if you suck at setting boundaries for yourself, you will also suck at having boundaries with other people. And usually it comes down to you don't respect you and you don't trust you. And so then you have a lack of trust and a lack of respect for other people. And that will create toxic relationships where boundaries are non-existent, right? Boundaries are really complex because they actually require a lot of self-awareness. And self-awareness is tough. Because we have like this big mind, we call it metacognition. In yoga, we call it big mind, small mind, but it's called your metacognition is the big mind. The ability to oversee your own thoughts and feelings. 
where you're able to like remove yourself from the emotional reaction or like the thoughts that are moving by, the feelings of maybe is it anxiousness, sadness, happiness, whatever it is, you're able to remove yourself from that and see yourself as the person that is experiencing that, right? So when you're able to remove yourself into the big mind, that gives you the opportunity to have way more personal power because you're no longer caught up in those tornadoes of thoughts and feelings. You're now able to have the clarity to see what it is that you don't like about that situation without getting mad. So step number one to having boundaries is obviously having boundaries with yourself, but less obviously having the awareness of who you are. I'm going to say that again. Less obvious is about knowing who you are, right? Pretty obvious that we need to have boundaries with ourselves, but maybe the less obvious thing that we need to get in place first is self-awareness. Because if you don't know who you are and what your core values are and what you need, you don't have clarity on that, it's going to be absolutely fucking impossible to tell other people what you need or what you want or how you want to be treated or who you want to become, right? Because if you're doing something and you don't explain to your partner that this is a part of your process to become that next level of you or that next version of you, and they don't understand, then they may be overstepping your boundaries. They may be asking you to stay in bed and sleep in with them when you really want to get up and go to the gym, right? They might be asking you to stay up and watch Netflix and you know binge watch your favorite series with them because they have a day off. You're building your business and you need to focus on building your business. You need to set boundaries to be able to do that. But again, before we set boundaries with other people, they need to be in place for ourselves. How many times have you told yourself you're going to go to the gym five times and you go two? or none. How many times have you told yourself you're going to wake up at 6 a.m. and then you hit snooze three times and it's 8.30 and you work at nine and you're like scrambling to maybe slam a coffee, if not probably just make one at the coffee pot at work when you get there, right? So boundaries are really about knowing who you are and what you need. Because if you don't have those two things, knowing who you are and what you need, knowing what your values are, like what are your core values? What's important to you? If you don't know that, Lines will always be blurry for the rest of your life. And you will always feel frustrated with people because they're always going to be stepping over those blurry lines. Now, when we're talking about boundaries with you and with other people, this is going to apply to both. I can't statements do not work. Neither do I shouldn't statements, okay? I shouldn't be eating this chocolate bar. I shouldn't be drinking three Diet Pops a day. I shouldn't be sitting on my ass when I could be, you know, going for a walk right? Should statements take us on a really quick negative spiral down to guilt and shame. So I shouldn't be doing this, but I am. So then we go on this spiral of because I am a lazy person, an unmotivated person, just, you know, just not a healthy person. And we start like justifying our behavior. And it's a quick spiral to solidifying negative self-beliefs, making those very concrete in your mind, even if they're not true. And it's a very, very slippery slope to guilt and shame, which are emotions that do not serve us in any way. They are indulgent emotions and they do not serve us. So I can't statements and shouldn't statements do not work, okay? I can't. It's like when you say don't look, everyone's like, everyone looks, right? If you say don't look when you're getting changed, I mean, maybe it's not you're getting changed. Usually it's when you're getting changed. You're like, I'm getting changed. I just went swimming at the beach. I'm just going to quickly change back into my dry clothes. You're like, don't look. And immediately everyone wants to look, right? Because you said that, but if you hadn't said anything, no one would have looked. So when it comes to setting boundaries, you, you can't say I can't. It's funny. I'm saying you can't, but you should avoid. I'm using should statements now. Very hard to avoid both of these. So I can't statements don't work because they immediately made a, make us want the opposite. 
They create FOMO, fear of missing out. They create guilt. They create suppression, right? You shouldn't do that. If you say that to someone else, immediately if they do that thing, even if it's by accident or out of habit, they feel guilty and ashamed. Do we want to impose that on other people? No, right? So our boundaries aren't coming from should statements or can't statements. You can't talk to me like that. Well, yeah, they actually can. It is within their rights to speak however they would like. And if you don't like that, that's a you problem. But we can set boundaries in if you speak to me like that, I am not going to stick around for this conversation. I am going to leave. I'm going to remove myself, right? That's where the boundary comes into place. You're not telling them how to behave. You're not asking them to speak differently. They're telling them they shouldn't say that. You're saying, I don't like when you speak to me that way. And if you continue, I will remove myself from the room. That is a clear boundary. You can even add how you feel. Not you make me feel because a you make statement is very disempowering. It's not you make me feel anxious when you talk or raise your voice like that. It's I don't like when you raise your voice like that. I feel anxious. And if you continue, I will leave the room, right? Clarity. It's clarity. I don't like that because it triggers anxiousness for me and the consequence I will leave, right? Now, why do shouldn't statements and can't statements not work? It's because they create the equal and opposite effect, right? So if you tell yourself that you can't drink, let's use that as an example. You tell yourself that you can't drink and then you go to a barbecue and everyone's offering you drinks and you say, I can't drink that. Everyone is going to be like, oh, what? Why not? You know, are you on a detox? Are you on a diet or what's going on? And then they will challenge you if you don't have confidence in your decision. And as soon as you say can't, you want it. It's like the don't look thing. I can't have chocolate. I can't drink. And, oh, I want that now. And as soon as that's there, there's resistance and there's frustration. And then you start to resent yourself and you hate your own rules and you hate living by them. So then you want to throw it all out the window and say, screw it. I'm just going back to how I was living before because, you know, not being able to have anything isn't fun. So when I talk to my clients about changing, making changes and changing their habits, it's about showing up as the person that you want to become. It's like, who, who do you want to be? Who do you want to show up as? And what does that person value? You know, if that person that you want to become is valuing their health, then the empowered choice is on a Wednesday night when you go out for wings with your friends, you're not going to have beer. You're going to have water, right? And if you go to a barbecue and you've decided that you're going to that barbecue, maybe you set a healthy boundary of I'm going to have two drinks and then I'm only going to drink water, right? You can create a healthy boundary or the healthy boundary is just that you're not going to drink, but it comes from a place of empowered choice and not a can't statement. Because let's be real, you can if you want to. I can't have chocolate. Ah, no, you can. You could totally put it in your mouth and eat it if you wanted to. But you're choosing not to. It's a choice. And as soon as you can start shifting away from can'ts and shouldn'ts and move towards empowered choices, you will. it's a, it's a total perception shift. Your mind will shift to this place of, I feel good and I feel confident about who I am and what I'm choosing. And this is what my clients tell me all the time when they start working with me. They're like, I've never looked at it that way before. I've never, you know, looked at this like a choice. I've always looked at like healthy habits as like, well, I have to do that to be healthy. No, you get to choose to be healthy. That is a privilege. That is an opportunity, right? And if you want to take advantage of that, that is how you get to behave, right? So yeah. And making choices that make sense for you that are in alignment with who you want to show up as is really the foundation of all of that. So like I said, maybe it's not hitting snooze when you say that you're going to, being integral with your word, following through with what you say you're going to do. And not just with other people, it starts with you taking care of yourself. Now, here's a really big one. How many people these days work online? So many, so many people work online. How many of us work off of our phones? 
How many of us communicate with our friends, our sisters, our siblings, our parents on our phones via text, via Facebook, via email, right? And so on the other side of that, boundaries with cell phones, I think is a really, really important place to start. Turning your phone off a couple hours before bed, putting it on airplane mode. You know, when you go for dinner with your partner, leave your phone in your purse. Or if you're a dude, you don't, maybe you don't have a purse, maybe you do, I don't know. Put it in your pocket, right? Leave it in the car, right? Because we can work online, so many of us, or communicate online. And it's so easy in a social setting to pull out your phone and ignore what's going on around you and not be present. And maybe you're like even hopping onto emails when you go to bed. It's like, I've been there. I've totally answered emails in bed. Like, I'm going to bed now. Oh, I can just answer these last five emails. Like, where does that get us? Right? You're just crossing boundaries, your own boundaries. And it's not respecting you and your time. Right? So because I work online and because my partner works online, we have clear boundaries around when phones are allowed to be there. Right? It's like, we agree. We're sitting on the couch together after work. It's like, I need to answer these last few client messages that came in. I didn't get a chance to today. I was really busy. Is that okay? Yes. Thank you for communicating that with me instead of just sitting on the couch beside me and ignoring me on your phone, because that would piss me off. Right. But most people have boundaries that are like invisible fences, you know, like the dog fence that goes in your yard. That's electric. Yeah. Like that fence. And so someone steps on it and you're like, Oh, fuck you. Or don't do that. Or that makes me mad. You make me angry. That electric fence shocks the person. They feel like you're attacking them and they will either do one of two things, not want to communicate with you because you came out like a bulldog or they're going to get mad back and it's going to be confrontation and conflict and disrupt your relationship and disrupt both of your peace and augment both of your stress. So rules are not invisible underground fences. I cannot make that any more clear to you guys. They are not invisible underground fences. You cannot have this invisible line around you that's like, don't touch. You need to clearly say, please don't touch me, period, right? I have had friends before, girlfriends, actually, I mean, and guy friends that are really touchy when they're around you, like, oh, like hand on your shoulder or like lots of hugs. And I don't really like a touchy person. I kind of like to be left alone. And so I know that sounds maybe a bit standoffish, but I have always been that way. Ask my parents ever since a kid, like you're trying to hug me. I'm like, look, and I'm getting better. And I, I don't really know exactly what the trigger is for me around that, but I'm learning and I need to create clear boundaries. And sometimes that clear boundary is for me has been the electric fence where, for example, Tyler will walk up and touch me at a time where it surprises me or I feel it's not appropriate and I get mad and I lash out. I'm like, don't do that. I've said, don't touch me. Right. But I haven't said that and I haven't said it with clarity. And so now we're hurting the other person and then we feel guilty or we feel ashamed or we feel frustrated or resentment or whatever it is those negative feelings come piling in and then we're back down that slippery slope, right? Towards negative beliefs and negative self-talk. So boundaries are not invisible fences. You have to set up a clear fence and the fence does not have to have barbed wire on it. It does not have to have electricity or like spooky things. Your fence just needs to be clear, right? And you need to be able to communicate that fence with people, right? So your boundaries are really, really important and you need to value your boundaries because if you don't value your boundaries, you're not valuing you. You walk all over you and you're letting other people walk all over you and you're letting social media persuade how you think and feel and you're letting anything in this world just push you around and you're completely getting pushed and pulled out of alignment all the time. So you never feel good and you never feel like yourself and you constantly feel lost. You guys picking up what I'm laying down here? Do you guys understand? Like boundaries are so important for you to show up as you, for you to get to embrace who you are. Uh, you know, I think boundaries are a really important 
part of self-love. And I just talked about self-love last week and how it's not bubble baths and, you know, getting your nails done. I mean, self-care is, I would say maybe bubble baths, but self-love is showing up with intention for yourself and seeing your own potential. So I think that boundaries are best presented in a way that are firm and kind. If you are cruel or angry when you say what you need or want, other people won't respect that, right? And so it's about being kind when you set those boundaries because other people respond better to kindness than they do to cruelty or anger. So other people shut down. They don't hear you anymore. As soon as you start approaching someone with anger, frustration, resentment, cruelty, they shut down. They no longer are listening and they don't care about your boundaries because you've hurt them and they feel offended. So you don't want to offend people with your boundaries, but also don't worry about them being wrong about you. If you say no to going out to dinner with your friends because you need to study and that's a boundary that you've set for yourself and you want to get good grades because that's important to you, because your career is important to you, right? Because you value, maybe you're becoming, I don't know, maybe you're becoming a doctor and it's really important for you to study because you want to help people, right? And that's part of your values. So is it helping you and helping other people to say yes to going out to drinking with your friends when you need to be studying? So you just set that boundary. And if you say no to your friends, I'm like, ah, come on, you're such a party pooper. Don't worry about them being wrong about you. Maybe you're the most fun person at the whole party, but you're just not going to that party, right? Don't worry about other people being wrong about you. Now, here's one that I like with parents and kids. Now, kids, this is a tough conversation because I don't have kids. And so I do not speak from a place of understanding necessarily, but I speak from a place of what it, what would it be? Observing. I have so many women in my program and so many moms and I see them let their kids walk all over them. Sorry, they do. And they have no boundaries for their kids. And so they have no self-care and they lack self-love because lines are blurry and they don't even know who they are or what they need anymore because they've let themselves be completely be dissolved and consumed by that role. So having boundaries is a part in maintaining your integrity as an individual on this planet. And it's really important to have that with your family and your kids, which are the hardest people to set boundaries with. For example, mom likes to talk about how you've gained five pounds in front of your kids. So the conversation isn't, you know, that you get angry at her or that you ignore it and suppress those feelings for so long that eventually you just blow up at her about nothing. It's about saying, mom, if you keep talking about my body in front of my kids, I will no longer invite you for dinner with our family. That's the clear line. It's a clear line. You're not mean. You're just saying it in a way that's kind. Mom, if you keep talking about my body in front of my kids that way, I will no longer invite you for dinner. And if you want to explain yourself, you can, but you don't have to. I like why statements because they help the other person understand, but they don't need to understand, okay? Be clear because, maybe you add the because statement, because I am choosing to be a good role model for my kids and I want to ensure they don't have body dysmorphia or eating disorders when they grow up, okay? And right, that makes it very clear. Let go of guilt. It's not, I don't want to or should, right? It's like, I'm not going right? You don't have to say, I don't want to come to your birthday or I don't want to come hang out with you guys. And you also don't have to say to yourself that you should go. You also don't have to say to yourself that you can't go because none of those are productive and they only create indulgent negative feelings. So I'm not going is an empowering choice. It is not a belittling rule or statement. Does that make sense to you guys? So when you're setting boundaries, it comes from a place of choosing based on your awareness of who you are. And if you don't know who you are, really good place to start. Now we know you guys that studying boundaries and clarity on those, it produces less anger and resentment, greater self-esteem, less anxiety, less conflict, more confidence, feeling understood, feeling safe, all of those really important things. And so how do you start? You're like, oh my goodness, this podcast just slapped me in the face, but now what do I do? I got you. It's okay. Just hire me. Just kidding. (laughs) You can start by doing a morning routine and just starting by developing self-awareness. 
you know, writing down what's important to you. I like writing down all of the, the cool things that happened over the last five years. And then I start the peaks and valleys, the highs and lows. And then you can start distilling those values. You know, what did those values like, or what do those events make you feel? Or how did you feel? And then write down the ones that you want to keep around and what's important to you and start to distill that. So for me, I know that like honesty is a really important value. And I know that like team and community is a really important value for me. And I also know that one of my, my core values is kindness. And I think that it's really important to operate with kindness. And as soon as I don't, as soon as I mean, or I act out of alignment with my core value of kindness, I instantly feel like shit. I instantly feel guilty. And I usually end up in tears if I'm not kind because it's so out of alignment with who I want to be, right? So first step is like knowing who you are and what's important to you. And then it's creating boundaries with yourself and not overstepping those. You say you're going to do something, you follow through, you take action. And if you need an accountability buddy, like I said, I'm here. And lastly, it's that you start practicing with other people and that maybe you even say to them like, hey, I'm actually with your partner. Maybe they've never, you've never had any rules and you just walk all over each other. Well, you don't want them to like tiptoe around on eggshells and have that invisible electric fence where you just bark at them. So you sit them down and say, hey, you know what? I really don't want to lose myself, my identity in this relationship. And so I think it's really important that we talk about boundaries together. And so once a week, I am going to spend an evening by myself or with one of my girlfriends, right? Or guy friends or whatever that is, right? And so it's about communication and clarity and uh, understanding what you need and want. All right, you guys, I hope that you guys had fun here today. And I hope that you learned something new and valuable and that you can take lots of the things that I said and put them in your back pocket, save them for later. Peace, love, and personal growth. And we will catch you on the next episode of the E3 podcast. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode on the E3 podcast. I had so much fun sharing my knowledge with you and I hope that you enjoyed today's show. If you found value in this episode, the number one thing that you can do to support the show is share this episode on your social media platforms or leave a review. If you'd like to find out about the lifestyle programs I offer online, go to healthpillars.ca and click apply today to fill out an application for coaching. Make sure to hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Peace, love, and personal growth.